The world is talking. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. The power of water and your health and the environment. The planet you're living on together as a family. The ecosystem as all of us live together on this planet. And it is a family planet. We are really excited about our guest today. We have today Representative Ron Maurer from Grants Pass, Oregon. He is the Oregon State Representative in District 3 and owner of a rural health clinic. Uh, so he has got a lot of information to talk about today on the subject of reducing health care costs by reforming health insurance and learning more about the regulations. Our second guest, Tanya Shu, is from International Falls, Minnesota, and she's the program manager for interpretation with the National uh, Voyagers National Park System in Minnesota. And we're going to have a lot of fun learning more about water ba- the water-based uh, information in the park and its climate changes. It's what's going on there with its water sources and the environment. Before we begin with Representative Maurer, we're going to be talking about your health today and what's happening around the world, but especially here in the United States and in Oregon, about what is being planned about the concerns of the health crisis. And I'm not going to be negative. You're getting enough of it the past couple of years. Um, the positive is, is you can learn. You're made up of 50 trillion cells, and each cell is made up of molecules of water. You must drink water during the day. And did you know, I got this from our, uh, one of our listeners, and I'm going to read this. This is a fascination of listeners listening and learning themselves. One glass of water shuts down midnight hunger pangs for almost 100% of the dieters studied in a university study. In other words, drink enough water, you may even lose weight, and I've known of cases they have, but you go to bed feeling better because you've nourished your body with water. Lack of water is the number one trigger of daytime fatigue. Yes, occupational health, stress, fatigue, lack of water. Preliminary research indicates that 8 to 10 glasses of water a day could significantly ease back and joint uh, ease back and joint pain up to 80%. Now that's a possible. It's because you're made up of 80% water. Your air is dry, but you need the water. You need the nourishment. There's more that I'll tell you about in between our subject with Representative Maurer about your health and your health costs. And let's talk positive. Be positive. This is an exciting planet we're on. We're in it. We're on this together, and we all care about each other. That's our ecosystem. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research Centers, Nature's Tears Imus, the all-natural method without an eye drop to replenish lost natural moisture to the eye. Nature's Tears Imus. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Representative Maurer. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Well, we're excited about our show today, the Sharon Kleina Hour. We have Representative Maurer from Grants Pass, Oregon, on with us today. Are you with us, uh, Representative Maurer? Yes, I am, Sharon. Good morning. I almost said Dr. Maurer. <laughs> but you are in the healthcare business, so. But anyway, how are you today? I am doing excellent, and yourself? Well, we're doing fine, and I want to thank you because I know how busy you are. I'm going to tell you one. Uh, we talk about the population every week on the show because this is a worldwide show, and the U.S. population grew this last week by 50,292 people. It is now up to, um, that was last week, I mean it grew up to 54,654 people, and last week it was at 305 million. 731,402 people living in the United States, uh, Representative Maurer. In our world population this week, it grew 1,517,745. The world population to date is now at 6,739,037,832 people who must be have to be healthy and um, and this is going to be our subject today. What uh, what are you thinking that it must be done for what uh, for people to take uh, their health issues serious and know that there's something they can do about it? Because we've been programmed, uh, Representative Maurer, we must have health insurance or we won't be we can't afford to even get medical care. Well, so what have I, you been learning? Well, Sharon, first off, this is a worldwide show. And, and my experience primarily is in the United States, and so that's what I want to focus on. And, and it, at some point, uh, we all know that, that the doctor doesn't heal us, we heal ourselves, that government intervention doesn't heal us, we heal ourselves. And, and so we have to look first at our own situation uh, as the primary solution to the problem, rather than expect someone else to come at come to us and on the you know the knight in shining armor and come out to save us, and so that that's one of the first messages. That now I'm going to ask something there, and this is a worldwide thing. Is that we have been programmed for so many years that if you don't have health insurance. What's this supposed to be a savior of a, like a, a savings account that if you do have something go wrong, you, you, have a, you can have, be taking better care of, maybe save your life because well, you have health insurance. Uh, so the health insurance became a, rather than putting money in a savings account to save for your health situations um, and issues, we learned to be using that almost for, the, uh, you know, if that became a crutch way back in time that if we had health insurance or any insurance, then we're ready for the unknown. Well, and to some degree, I think that that's okay if you look at it truly as insurance. And let's look at our home. Uh, when you buy home insurance, there is no expectation that it's going to cover uh, minor 
electrical problems or to paint your house or to re-roof your house. And you have house insurance if you have the unfortunate uh, situation of a house fire or a break-in, you know, a burglary. And, and so we have gotten away uh, from what insurance originally was intended to be to a system today where insurance, health insurance, is there to provide for all of your health care needs from cradle to grave. And mm-hmm. that, in the United States, mm-hmm. is an unsustainable model that we are now at the point uh, in, in the U.S. where we can no longer afford that model. And, and with the economy, it, you know, going down precipitously, that, that it, it just exacerbates the problem and speeds up uh, the process of coming to a point where we are going to have Now, when you mentioned model, uh, describe to me the definition of the model that you mean that we've been using for our health insurance. What has been the model that's overviewed? uh, What what, what has been the overview of the model? Well, the the overview of the model is that we we as consumers ask for our health insurance to take care of us uh, in every aspect of our health care. In other words, if we don't take care of ourselves, our health insurance will, right? Absolutely. That's what I picked up. I wanted to come forward and say, and this is something that we uh, all over the world, and we in America, we in Oregon, I'm here in Oregon, listeners, uh, Representative Meyer is here in Oregon, um, that we've got to start taking more accountability for our health, such as like thinking we're training for the Olympics, we're training for occupational health, whatever, it's like I've said for a long time, that we don't think about, and we've been doing some study on this for quite some time, on what do we do every day to think about going back to work the next day or getting up the next day and being healthy and being accountable to ourselves and not thinking, well, my health insurance will be there if I'm not taking care of myself. Right. And, and Sharon, the, the great point with what you just said is that we have to think about it each and every day. Every day. And our bodies are, are miracles, and they are very resilient to all of the stresses that we put on our body. If you're drinking a lot of water, Representative. <laughs> absolutely. And you will agree with me because you're in the healthcare business. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when, you know, we uh, abuse our bodies daily, and we don't take care of it, until there is a problem. And if we took care of our bodies on a daily basis, that issue would be further out in our future for most people. Mm-hmm. And we would live longer, healthier lives. You think that's why, and we'll go into the list of things we wanted to discuss today, but do you think that's why men long ago in countries uh, that they didn't have... Uh, the medications to supplement or, let's say, patch up a problem. They had to deal with their own uh, uh, methods of learning more holistic or more alternative types of treatments uh, because, because they didn't have it available. And then they learned as years went by, it's like our company is going into China and that, uh, that in China they want, the, they want the natural because they don't want to depend their bodies to depend upon the uh, the band aid of something that isn't more natural because if you're 
taking any medications, or you're, and we have to take some medications. Some people do, I know that. But can you work at it harder yourself than you're having to make the medication work? And I'm going to explain this, uh, Representative. One time years and years ago, I heard a doctor say, well, here's the medication, but remember, you've got to work harder than the medication, and if you don't drink a lot of water, the medication won't work anyway. Correct. So we've got to learn as a society that if the insurance is not going to be there, and here we come, and we're going to discuss this issue of health insurance with what's going on with this situation. Let's call it an obstacle to solve. And I'm going to say something, Representative. I'm, I am almost 67 years old. I've always had a very strong mind on common sense. And I think what's happened to our society in this country is we don't want to take responsibility for our own actions, number one, and our own decisions. But what's happening to us, we, we thrive on negative, and we don't look at the fact that every day is an objective to solve, an object to solve, an obstacle to solve. Get out of bed, touch the, your feet on the floor, and try to solve your day. And, it doesn't, and, and, and that's what our lives are about anyway every day. And here we are with this situation with uh, the negative, and I'm going to be up front with you. I am very disappointed in having an election lasting for two solid years and the more negative, and then all of a sudden other countries of the world saying, why are you having an election that lasts so long? Because it's so negative for so long. And here we have people going to be uh, having obstacles that are living in nursing homes, retirement centers, people that are on medication that they got from their, their health insurance and supplement and to help them that are seriously ill, they're going to be affected by all of this trickle-down. Right. Serious. Absolutely. And they're not in a position like the rest of us to get out, of, out and go work at it to solve the obstacle. It's going to depend upon people like yourself. And I'm going to tell the world, as representative, I admire you. And I admire the people like the President of the United States who ran and took us through 9-11. I admire the people who say, I'm going to give up my, my high-paid jobs when they gave up a high-paid job or a very comfortable lifestyle to become a representative, a senator, a congressman, a mayor, uh, and, and help, help our country and help our communities want to be better. And what you're in a position to do with health care uh, here in the state, I want you to tell us what you're thinking because it could become a model uh, for the future for other people to think around the world about their own thinking. What do you think is going to happen in the state of Oregon with health care issues? Because they've had a problem already. Right. My, unfortunately, Sharon, my, my view is that, that we are probably going to go in the wrong direction, uh, that we are, in fact, going to become more dependent on others to take care of us. On the government. On the government. Which they shouldn't do because that becomes back to public assistance programs. Well, absolutely, and and I oppose it, and yeah. I I speak out against it on a daily basis. Uh, we see the the problems that exist under the government care plans that we mm-hmm. um, uh, take care of in our own little clinic, and I think that that that. We have just taken this path of least resistance, which is, you know, we, you talked about wake up and, and do the things for yourself every day. 
But when someone is there with, with quote, the handout or the subsidy program, uh, then people just say, oh, okay, and they give up a lot of that responsibility uh, you know, in little tiny bites. You know, I've done some studying about other countries of the world and their last three, four hundred years and why they did what they did. <clears throat> and correct me, and this is all an opinion, uh, but the reason they had to go to socialized medicine, communism, socialism, because they proved to themselves, the government proved to themselves, that the people couldn't do it for themselves anyway because they didn't use their head to do it. They didn't find, they didn't take their responsibility. Well, I would agree, and I think fundamentally it's about power. There, well, there's an attitude. If you, in other countries of the world that became socialistic, communistic, socialized medicine, their attitudes, every book says it way back in time, the reason they chose to go that direction because they didn't think the people had the, I'm going to say it, the mentality to take care of themselves. Well, and I think we see that here in the United States. Exactly. Today. It's happening. But, but a lot of those Europe, the European countries, which have had... Or, or, or China or Russia or whichever countries... Well, uh, but so a lot of the countries are going back or they are moving away from a they are. socialized system. So in fact, the premier of China said, you know, in fact, somebody asked him that, uh, what do you think is what's happening here? Well, he said the Americans uh, have always been an example and one other country uh, president said, I don't know if they're an example lately. Does capitalism work? Um, and there's where I hope, uh, Representative Maurer, uh, you really fight for this issue in the state of Oregon, that if you have socialized medicine, uh, people won't be taken care of. Well, I, and, People and think they would be, but they wouldn't be. Right. And that's Not into fear. the... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no and that's my fear. In, in fact, and you, you should have that fear. Yeah, that well, concern. Well, we, we can translate cost because health care in the United States is very expensive, no doubt. But we can translate cost for what I, the term queuing or mm-hmm. longer wait times. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see in England. Mm-hmm. That's what you see in Canada mm-hmm. is that they have lower costs, but people wait forever, figuratively. Uh, well, I had forever. somebody in Canada say to me they had to wait four months for a critical critical surgery. Right. And, and I don't know of much of a market of, of Americans traveling to Canada to receive health care, but you do see it the other way. Oh, they, people all over the world come to America. Absolutely. But when it gets into this other direction, uh, it may change the whole, uh, it, it's going to change everything because they're, they're then going to become competitive uh, with thinking, oh, my gosh, they don't, they're not going to have the health care um, uh, resources if they're going to change to this other uh, government uh, form of health care insurance. Right. right. Now, it's almost like Hillary Clinton, excuse me, um, years ago, she said it was serious. She said it was serious long ago. But everybody said, oh, no, no, we don't want to go that way because you want it to be government, and the government can't afford anything more than it already has. That was how many, that was long ago. Well, and, and you know, in the early or the, it was about '94 when when this all came about. Exactly. And and these debates have been going uh, on for decades, and today is is a little different um, in the fact that that as a percentage of our gross domestic product, that healthcare is continuing to eat up a greater and greater percentage, and and that we cannot survive as a country. 
there's a lot of things that we can do and do badly and survive, but you can't put all of your national resources into, quote, health care. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor, and when we come back, let's find out what you're thinking, because let's go out on a little bit of, uh, this show is exciting for education, for people to enjoy networking, thinking out loud like couch talking. Um, just hear how, what your, some of your ideas might be, uh, Representative, because it might be an idea that people might want to support. Okay. Okay, we're going to listen to our sponsor, uh, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, which is a natural method of moisturizing the eye without eye drops. Sold in drugstores nationwide. Nationwide, excuse me. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Representative Maurer, what is your idea of something that you'd like for people to think about, which would be a, 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 an ideal uh, health care plan? Uh, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say ideal. Because okay. I don't think any, any plan, uh, there's no one size that fits all. Okay. And I think that, we, that in, in the United States we talk about the market-based system and in fact, it really is not a market-based system because Medicare and Medicaid, Medicare for people 65 and older generally, and Medicaid are the low-income people, those two systems drive our health care policy and cost in the United States. And what I would like to see is us to go away from the reliance on Medicare, which underpays physicians, which translates they have to pay other or charge other people more, uh, we have to get back to a truly market-based system. And I know that, that you know, the, the naysayers will all say, oh, you can't do that, and have a, they have a lot of reasons. Uh, but we don't really have a market-based system in the United States today. Because and of Medicare and Medicaid. Because of Medicare and Medicaid. Can I, can I mention something out loud? And here I am, I'm networking on an idea thought. It's kind of like Annie Mae and Freddie Mac. Medicare and Medicaid are government. Yes. And uh, you say that Medicare has been a very expensive direction to go because, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's the paperwork and getting paid. Uh, and, and, and to a large extent, yes. But really in Medicare, there and people will sometimes disagree with this, but they do not say no. And let me give you a very specific... Now, let's back up for a second so I understand. They do not say no. What did you mean by that? Well, they, they cover some of the most expensive services that are not... Oh, proven. so they don't, they don't uh, say to the individual that 
uh, if you're on Medicare, you're supposed to be, there's certain uh, costs that we will cover. So the, the, uh, the medical field, there is no criteria with the medical field. I'm not talking about the patient. I'm talking about the medical field. Well, there is on some specific services mm-hmm. that, that but let me, if I can take just a minute. Go forward, yeah. Very specific Thank example. Thank you. Yeah, go, go ahead. There's a thing, a uh, procedure called proton radiation therapy. Okay. Proton radiation therapy has been, a technology has been around for quite a while, mm-hmm. but each machine costs 150 to $160 million to build. Oh, my gosh. And, medic, and there is now a nuclear arms race in the United States to build more and more of these facilities because Medicare will pay for the treatment at about $25,000 per patient course of treatment. Yeah. Well, the, the problem with that, if it was a great, you know, if it was great technology and it, it drastically improved the quality of life for people and cured diseases, great. The problem is... There's no evidence to suggest that it truly is better than what we're doing today at less than half the cost. May I ask you, as I'm thinking about all this government foundation grants and subsidies and all these, all these things that we're learning about, you know, this great, you know, that during this whole situation the past several months now that we're learning about this domino, um, of what happened to our call credit crisis and business crisis and all this going on, Who's, where do these people get the money to build those, uh, the, that therapy? Well, a lot of it uh, does come from government. There we go. Uh, the, the federal government provides... So they're willing to pay $150 million per therapy uh, machine? Uh, well, they don't pay for all of it. Uh, a lot no, of no, it, no, I don't mean that. I mean uh, they're willing to put money toward that kind of expensive, life-saving, maybe, let's say, a health treatment machine? Yes, yes. Now, now I'm going to say something today, um, representing all of us on this cl- cl- world that you're doing, giving up your time. You know, we got to come out of. We got to figure out what's going on here because the government already. They say the government needs to control, so these mistakes are not being made. But the, the government has been the one that that controlled everything that turned out to be a bad business decision. I, this I, is insane to have. Our, this is where we're coming from today. Our health insurance programs are so expensive for everyone because of just this. Well, I, I, I agree. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and and if, if private money wants to spend it on something like this, I have no problem. Private money will never put that kind of money into that. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. In fact, we're, there's a, world, a word out there called venture capitalists because the banks were trading and they would never loan to businesses anymore, really, unless you're making so much money. Right. But no venture capitalist would even get involved in that one. Well, no, and, and it's not only that the government helps build these things, is that they pay for the treatment, the operational cost. And, mm-hmm. and it, it is just, it's just flat out wrong. Well, it's inhuman. It's wrong. Inhumane. And, absolutely. And, and, Sharon, if I could say, you know, we put a lot of resources for the most expensive care, and I think the most beneficial care is, is that primary care that goes on between you and your doctor in your small town uh, dealing with 
the most common issues. Those, those are low-cost uh, uh, services that can be provided that are, in fact, the most beneficial to the most people. And that is where I want to see the change fundamentally, is that we get back, let's just get back to the basics. And I think we're going to. I think what's going to happen worldwide, um, I, don't, and I know you've heard this, they expect the United States to have a, 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 some type of a, um, an attack on our freedom. Well, I, and I, in the well, next five years, and individuals listening need to realize you better take care of your health because you may not have some of the resources available to you because they'll be uh, putting money toward preparing for homeland security and other uh, uh, crisis situations, not a hurricane, not a tornado, uh, not the money crisis. They'll be putting lots of money toward preparing for what might be an intimidation to take away our freedoms and, and cause people to become alarmed. And uh, we've got to start taking better care of our own selves and taking um, responsibility, getting into what we call the holistic side. But now the health insurance, uh, you had in here uh, some of the things. The legislature uh, continues to pass new health insurance benefits that mandate through well-intentioned but create inefficiencies and drive up the health care costs. So we know that the obstacles are getting out of control with health care. Right. I had a health insurance fellow who's been in health insurance forever as a broker, very, I mean, like 30 years. He had an incident happen when he was young. His back started having trouble. He ended up in the hospital, and two days later, Representative Meyer, $12,000. How could anybody, how could most people afford it? it, it it's inhumane. It, it, it is. It is. And, and uh, in a lot of cases, people don't pay those bills. And then what happens to their credit? They can't afford to pay it. They come after you like you're the worst monster in the world and garnish your, your wages. Well, and, and hence the, 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 quote, the need for health insurance. You know, uh, because of your background in health and all, uh, your rural health clinic, and you've been in the military, um, you know, we're, I was hoping that some of this money that they've been printing money on, uh, this bailout uh, would come down into the communities of each state and get involved in schools and health insurance and not doing, uh, you know, people don't realize, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when the gas prices were up, everybody was paying a certain amount of tax per gallon, and that tax money went to the state, and the state was able to use it for what they wanted. Right, and that's, well, so when, they, when the gas prices were up, every single person that drove a vehicle was paying taxes. Yes, yes. Well, and they still do today. Even uh, oh, I know this. And, and the, the gas prices are down, so it's not as much. But now they want to put money back into the state to build roads which was and, and bridges and all the things, that uh, whatever. And what, we, what they should be considering is putting money back into the infrastructure of health care programs, school programs, that do, do hire thousands and thousands and thousands of people and, and top trained highly, and you can train people to do some occupations they've never done by bringing that kind of money into the infrastructure to do that. Well, and, and in fact, Sharon, they are planning to do that, but they're going to tax the hospitals 
and they're going to tax the insurance companies. And the expectation is... And every single 401k, whether you take your money out or not. Well, true. That's the It's point. all going to be taxed with a, with a plan of how to repay that money that was printed. Well, um, I'm, you know, I, I haven't really seen a very good plan as to how they think they're going to pay for all of this, uh, other than to say, well, I guess our children and grandchildren will pay for it. Now, uh, this morning before we're done, um, what are we going to do about the elderly people that are sitting there in a nursing home or a retirement home with this expensive cost already, almost five to 6000 a month, and their uh, funds that they've had in, in whatever, whatever funds they've had for retirement funds are not making any interest anymore uh, to speak of, and they can't be traded to make more money. And, and they can't pay their bills. Well, uh, traditionally what has happened is, is they call it spin down and they end up on government subsidies. Um, the problem so they have to tell their, their, their family, they have to prove that they have no assets whatsoever or the government attaches their assets too. Abs- yes, yes. And, and that, I mean, that's been the case. It just gets exacerbated in an economy like this. Well, I have to tell you, I'm sure you've run into it with your world. Um, all the older people that are worried, sick, sick Representative Meyer, they're, they're sitting there, talk about youthful people, worried about jobs. Our older people, our generation of wisdom that gave, gave us all the freedoms that we have and the protection and the best constitution in the world on any planet, they're sitting there worried with stress destroying their health because they're so worried they're not going to be able to pay their bills. Right, right. I, I can't disagree with you. Because of what's happened here. Exactly. Um, what are we going to do about our veterans now? Because I wear a, I wear a support the troop bracelet every day, and I'm very much in, I really appreciate what you do for us. Uh, uh, our first responders being the firemen who's a volunteer. I mean, yes, they get paid for what they're doing. They can have put pay their bills. But you got the firemen, the police officers, you got your paramedics, and um, your um, search and rescue groups that are volunteering, and then you've got your, our soldiers that gave us a lifestyle to live our lives without. After 9/11, I was on a plane within two to three weeks, think, knowing we were fine, and uh, because we had a lifestyle in America that was very resilient, thanks to our soldiers. What about our soldiers and the VA? Uh, is there some? Th- are there any things happening there with for them? Well, I, that is has been an ongoing issue. There's been a lot of concern about how the VA has uh, ramped up to take care of a lot of uh, new soldiers, and and beyond just the new soldiers, which um, we have an obligation to take care of them. Is is we now have a an aging generation of Vietnam veterans mm-hmm. who have always been shortchanged, mm-hmm. and and as they get older, they a lot of their health problems, which are associated with their service, mm-hmm. are now manifesting themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the VA system, you know, I don't I don't want to bash them, but I also believe that we need to make some changes in the VA system mm-hmm. uh, that. That you know, if, if we're going to take care of any group of people, it's the veterans. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that need to have uh, some assurance mm-hmm. that we are going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And and you know I, I look at at what the VA is doing uh, to expand services uh, into rural communities. Well, that's what I was after because I've noticed uh, from what I've been reading that they're bringing in clinics closer. They are. The veteran does not have to travel so far. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, that they put these rural clinics, but the people that live across the street from these clinics don't have access to them. It's, you know, it it takes longer to explain it than we have time, but it it is this federal bureaucracy that is just, Absolutely, man. Well, it's going to get worse if we allow it, and we've all got to work hard to uh, to uh, get uh, other individuals with uh, the idea that common sense has has got to be used here with uh, the future of our health, because this is human this is humanitarian uh, concerns, and there are people who don't have the time. You know, doc, uh, Representative Maurer, I always think about the person who gets out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning, they go to work and they're starting at 6. They do physical work for us all and their jobs, and then they're exhausted by the end of the day. What do they have time to sit and read their health insurance? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I have so much respect for everybody working, and uh, they, everybody working hard on this earth, and it's hard work. And I look at a person who doesn't have a home, and they're sitting out on the street. Something got them there. Their health went bad. Right. And uh, we do. We don't want that. We want to be sure everybody is taken care of. That's the freedom of America, and um, the and dignity and respect and integrity. Uh, that's what we all show for each other. Even when we're down and out, and some of us are maybe doing something better. Our luck was maybe a little better, or we had some other opportunities that were different choices. But don't judge each other too harshly, because all of us could be there. And health insurance has been a, almost like a crutch. Uh, we've got to get better at our thinking on how to take care of ourselves and then support you for uh, representing us in our state for what you think is best for all of us because you do have a health care background. Those people who don't have a health care background to ha- are trying to make decisions on behalf of all of us? Uh, that's the way it is. I know. And it's like running a business that they, with no experience? Well, um... Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say to our audience before we go that you're going to try to? uh, What you know? What I because this audience is a lot larger than than I normally talk to is is that that we all have to become engaged in the process, and we need to support those people that have that fundamentally support what we believe, and and if you. If you have problems with your elected officials, you need to let them know and say that, that you know, more government is not the solution. And this is the absolute, this is the worst time to expand government. Uh, in fact, and that's what we're doing in the state of Oregon. That's what I see on the horizon uh, in, um, at the federal level, that mm-hmm. we, that is the wrong direction to go. We need to, because government doesn't create wealth. Government can can spend money, but it really doesn't. Well, it doesn't give you independence. No, absolutely. you're answering to the government every single moment of your breath of life. Right, right. And and you know, I I in time, I think that will the it's a pendulum, 
and we're way over to the left. And, I and I'm going to say something that you, a lot of people may not agree with, but, um, you know, I've said it many, many years ago when, on a project I was asked to do some research on uh, pertaining to rivers and streams and waters because I've been studying water for many, many years and the critical life, uh, life of water. Without water, there is no life. How do you know that the government you have in place now will be the same government 100, 200 years from now, and you're going to be answering to a government that you maybe didn't think you really elected? This is the time for everybody to think independently and really, really learn what is the government really going to do and the paper they're putting in the file and how long will that paper be in that file to take away your independence, and you may not have a choice. Mm -hmm. Now, that's where I come from. I truly believe in what our forefathers did to give us the opportunity to be free. And I pray every day for the gratefulness of being free of worship and prayer and peace of mind. And where does your only freedom really come, Representative, is your own peace of mind and knowing how good you feel that you're making some independent choices. And we don't always make the best choices, but we have the freedom to do that. If you put in a file a government paper and then all of a sudden you become so dependent upon them, you don't have that freedom any longer. How do you, what do you think is going to happen within the next 100 years if we don't learn to be independent? That's where I come from. And I would agree. And, and uh, but again, it um, and I'm I don't want to back down. Well, and uh, but but because I think humanitarian concerns are humane, and uh, worldwide the relationships that America has built through our lives with other countries of the world to, that they respected us, they they love to come here because of the freedom, right? right? Absolutely, Sharon. Well, I thank you for what you've done for all of us in Oregon. You have given your time when you probably could have been off doing something else. So thank you for joining us today, and uh, stick with that uh, mission you're up to because you've been in healthcare, you've served in the military, and you know how important it is to reduce health care costs so people can live a very free life and take better care of their health. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. Have a great day. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Well, it's, it's all a matter of thinking, but that's what's happening around the world, is you have to learn, do you want to be independent and make your own mistakes and make your own choices? But you've got to also realize that they never put a stop sign up at a, stop, at a road because too many people wouldn't stop. Too many people took the wrong uh, choices. Remember, you we're going to put the stop sign up. We're going to be actively involved in learning more about our health. And this is what this show is about every week. Learn more about how you can take good care of your health. We're going to uh, listen to our sponsor with Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye without eye drops. And we're going to come back and hear about nature. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back. You're listening to World Talk Radio. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. to the Sharon Klein Hour, the power of water and our life on this earth. And everybody knows without nature and the beautiful forest and those mountains that are so courageous and strong and the trees that grow so tall and provide moisture in the air, without people to take care of that and, and remind us that that breath of fresh air is always available to us in these international parks. Uh, Tanya, uh, are you with us? Yeah. Yeah, and you pronounce your last name how? Shoei. Shoei. And how long have you been with the International Falls, uh, uh, there in International Falls, Minnesota, with the National Park System? It has been eight years now. Uh-huh. And how did you get started with uh, the park system? Sometimes people in your position tell me when they were young, their parents uh-huh. got them uh, vulnerable to liking it, and they grew up and got involved. Absolutely. Um, very similar situation. You know, um, my parents uh, raised me uh, in the outdoors and spent years hiking and camping. And I just got started with my first national park as a seasonal out in Wyoming at uh-huh. a small national monument. Okay. And then came to Voyagers. Okay. Voyagers now sounds like it's a very unusual. What is the acreage there? It is um, 218,000, a uh, little over 218,000 acres. My goodness. Yeah, so quite large. And how long has it been a national park? We're 33 years old. We were established in uh, 1975. Mm-hmm. So we're a young park as far as national parks go. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit what makes it so unique that you obviously have a passion because I can tell whenever <laughs> I get people with your background on talking about their particular park, I feel passion. Yes, I, I do have a passion um, for the park and for nature in general. Um, Voyagers National Park was really set aside for, you know, I guess if you wanted to say three three reasons. The geology here is, is, is amazing. It's some of the oldest known rock that's exposed that you can actually see and touch in North America. Now, when you said the, the geology, the geology. Oh, oh, you said geology. Thank yeah. you. I was my fault. Okay, no. the geology. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, the scenery here, of course, is uh, one of the reasons that we first were established is this, the beauty here. Mm-hmm. We're in the boreal forest, and it's a mix of hardwoods and conifers, and it's uh And it's what's gorgeous. the highest point, the, uh, the altitude, the highest point? It's uh, a, a little over 11,000. Okay, 11,000 yeah. feet, and you get snow up there. Or, excuse me, not, ele- not 11,000, a little over um, 1,100, sorry. Oh, okay, 1,100. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a difference there. Right, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, we do get snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the park, but now, okay, so, it, wow, that's so, very high. But we're also, you know, really. Um, 1,100 feet is yeah. your highest point? Uh, we're about that above sea level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell us about um, uh, how many uh, acres of water are there? Oh, gosh. There is about 84,000 acres of water, so oh we goodness. are a water-based park. Oh, you are? We are. There are no roads in the park, and it's all by motorboat or um, kayak or canoe, any type of watercraft. Now, when you say water, so there's lots of tributaries of rivers going into lakes. Um, well, 
There is. Yes, there is. I guess you could say um, we have four major lakes mm-hmm. and and uh, 30 smaller interior lakes. And this is in Minnesota. It right on the northern border, um, right so, next to Canada. So then, okay, then. So uh, the national park uh, does it border to Canada? Then it does. Yes. Okay. Which is one of the reasons that um, we got our name is the voyagers in the 18th and 19th century traveled the water routes here. Oh, okay. And that's what separates. Um, Voyaging Canada. to, to yeah. finding, um, huh? So they found, and how long ago was that that they discovered it? Uh, the Voyagers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They were here in the 18th and 19th century, but okay. between the 16 and 1800s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And came in from Canada. Um, they came in actually, yes, from Canada through the the Great Lake tributaries and and mm-hmm. in through the waterway that way. Now, what is happening uh, with the climate change? Now, it's almost, isn't it strange, Tanya, what has happened lately? We're talking about uh, this credit crisis and the bailouts, and, and I got to thinking today, let's talk about the positive mm-hmm. of life, which is our nature. Right. And uh, people wanting to get out and get a breath of fresh air, thanks to people like yourself preserving uh, our system, our park system. In um, uh, your particular park system, um, there. What are you doing to protect it every day uh, to keep that fresh air and and keep the it clean? Is there something that you've been learning about the climate change? We're back to that word climate change that was lost for the last year. Sure. Well, the National Park Service as a whole recognizes that climate change is, is occurring, mm-hmm. and we have several studies going on to assess it and figure it out. It's it's not a new thing, but I think it's something new that we're all learning about as we go along. Now, let's get an example, because this is a worldwide show. Uh, if you detect something in your park with your constant research and development studies there, what would you notice that something has been, you started long ago watching very closely so it wouldn't affect uh, the climate change or something in the environment, let's say, it was not going to affect your park? What have you been doing? Well, I am more in interpretation, not okay. on the biological resource end of the Park Service here. So can I don't want to kind of a, can you give us a food for thought what they might have been thinking or doing? Sure, they are they are assessing you know the, assessing. the moose populate, population okay. and the white-tailed deer population and the trends are they coming or going with the climate? There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep, and also you know we're noticing the forest is changing a little bit. We used to be um, a lot of. Uh, red and white pine, and now we're getting in more of some hardwoods are coming in. What about the dead, uh, the dead uh, uh, brush and the dead trees? Are you doing anything to keep the bugs, uh, the beetles, the bugs, and all the bad uh, things that happen to forests to be uh, uh, not taken care of because of the of the ch- uh, change of climate it affects everything like that? Well, it does. Yeah, we have a we don't have the emerald ash borer coming in, which is a little green almost iridescent green beetle coming in from the surrounding states. So we have um, have a rule in place then not to bring firewood in mm-hmm. from outside the park um, mm-hmm. just to protect the forest health. Okay. So you can use the dead and downwood here. Mm-hmm. Tell us about, do you have a junior ranger t- uh, a plan there? A Absolutely. We have oh, a terrific good. one. We it have three booklets. And whether you're, um, you know, one-year-old or 99 years old, you can learn about the park through our Junior Ranger Uh book, depending on your age. Uh Uh-huh. Now, when you said one-year-old, so they can come in, and now do they have guides that uh, show them at different times of day uh, 
an educational program with the park system that you can uh, make arrangements for before you arrive? We have both, yeah. You can either come in and just grab a booklet, you know, if you're on the run mm-hmm. and want to finish it as you're going through the park and driving from visitor center to visitor center or maybe going out camping and you want to finish it at your campsite, you can do that. Or you can come to a, um, a dedicated junior ranger program. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And all family are invited. Now, uh, when do you have junior ranger parks uh, uh, planning and the, and the d- good seasons where the kids can come and camp, uh, or is it just coming for the day? It's usually coming. The junior ranger program is usually coming for just a few hours okay. um, during the middle of the week. Yeah. Okay. And how many kids do you usually have through that a year? Do you have any idea? Oh yeah, we usually um, help out about uh, anywhere from 500 to 600 children a year uh-huh. for the junior ranger program itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about lodging near the park? If people want to come from wherever, mm-hmm. uh, where do, how, where would the lodging be? If let's say they want to come and and spend some time in the area, enjoy the park system, and and because you've got oh my gosh, it sounds like you've got great hiking. Um, and probably have some great maps to get into some of those lakes. Oh, we do. Yeah. You know, there's a couple different options a visitor can do. You, inside, with, when Once you're inside the park boundaries, mm-hmm. there is a Kettle Falls hotel mm-hmm. that you can only get to by water, mm-hmm. um, but there is lodging there as well. It's a wonderful uh, hotel that was built in around 1910. Uh-huh for the logging uh, industry, and then now it's become a hotel concession. And the only way you can get to, it's called Kettle Falls Hotel? Exactly. And you have to go by water? You do. And now do they have a ferry? or you? Um, we uh, offer tours there, or you can bring your own boat, or sometimes you can catch um, a, fair, um, a little pontoon that's going back and forth. I see. Yeah. Ah, now, if you don't want to come within the park boundaries, and you know you you know you don't have the opportunity to grab a boat to get out there, you can um, stay at any one of the local resorts that are adjacent to the. Now, what's the park? city closest to the p- park? Well, there are you know four gateway communities. Probably the largest on the north end is International Falls. Okay. And then there's um, Or is you know, towards the center of the park, about uh, an hour mm-hmm. uh, south of International Falls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a small uh, community of Crane Lake mm-hmm. down towards the south end of the park. Now, on the lakes, do they go fishing, uh, trout fishing? Can they fish? Well, you, oh, absolutely. Fishing is, is pretty big within the, the park. Uh, a lot of people like to fish for walleye. Okay, let's say they come to the park, and how close is the closest water to go fishing? Uh, once you drive... To a visitor center, the water is, you know, no more than 100 feet from the visitor center. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right there at the boat launch. Oh, fine. Yeah. And I bet it's cold water. <laughs> I swim in it. Oh, you do? I usually Good not until after the 4th of July for myself, but there are some brave souls out there. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's cold. <laughs> it can be cold, but that's the best water. It's it cold is water. wonderful water. Definitely swimmable. Now, give us your website so people can come to your website if they're coming into that region uh, from wherever in the world uh, and they'd like to get closer to the park, uh, come to the park. What is the website? You bet. It's, uh, of course, www.nps, as in National Park Service, mm-hmm. .gov backslash V-O-Y-A. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before you go about your park that makes you feel like it's spe- very special? It is an amazing place to experience the life of a voyageur. 
um, just to be able to um, have a quiet place to go and feel the serenity of nature. So I invite everybody to come visit us. And get a breath of fresh air, right? Exactly. And lay back and have therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Forget about the rest of the world. That's right. And the word Voyager means you're going out to discover something. Exactly. And there's endless things to discover here. Right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you it's for having nice us. all of you to t- for you to take time with us. And if you think of another subject that we missed, we'll do it again. All right. Take Tanya, care. Have a very wonderful season coming. You too. Bye bye. Well, I believe today you're learning a lot about what makes life special on this planet. It's the nature of all, and each person is nature. And the moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe from a water pouch. You entered in the air. You began a life. It's called a miracle. It's magic. It's you. And you and I and all of us on the planet need to learn to be free, have peace of mind, and be grateful to all of those that work so hard, like Representative Maurer, and all of those who have dedicated their lives to making that possible for all of us to have that independence, freedom of worship, and peace. This is the time of year to all of us to be thinking of how grateful it is to be uh, influenced by all of the world out there who really, really care about each other. That's the eco- ecosystem. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint and love. Have a special day, and thank you for listening. You're listening to World Talk Radio.